What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kinda Funny Games Daily for Thursday, August 8th, 2019. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the busiest lady in the business, Andrea Renee. What's good, Greg? A Lego tower still, apparently. Listen, I've I've slowed down. I've slowed okay. way down okay. because I I put my friend code out into the universe and now uh, my elevator friends? will not turn off. And so I don't really have time to micromanage my tower the way that I want to. Sure. And so I'm I'm getting weary of of <laughs> of it. it, which is you know it you're always happens to be with these to time management games, right? Yeah, yeah. Like you're all into it, and then you hit that like point where you're like, okay, I think I'm I, I think I'm do done this with this anymore. one now. Sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I my goal was to get to 50 towers so I can get at least one gold brick, uh-huh. and then. See what happens. How then. close are we to the fiftieth tower? I'm a, I just built my forty eighth floor, okay. and I have almost enough money to build to build my forty ninth floor. Get it's it. a big deal. Get a big it, deal. I'm close. Can you do it by games cast, or is that not how this game works? Um, I might be able to, but yeah. I would have to be on Lego Tower for like now from now until games cast. It's fine. Do it, Kevin's sub in. She's got to play Lego Tower. All right, I'm in. I'm in. I got it. <laughs> All right, Kevin. Today we're going to talk about two K investigating a streamer, threats to oh. the Twitch office, and so much more because oh, wow. this is kind of funny games daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games. If you go there, you can give us your questions, comments, concerns, and everything under the video game sun. Then tune in to watch. Watch us record the show live, twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. If you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and listening on podcast services around the globe. Uh, housekeeping for you today. There's a brand new party mode up. Probably. I saw a slack about it. Uh, YouTube.com slash kindoffunnygames. You can go watch us all play Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 if you you can't do that yet. It means no one responded to Barrett Slack, and someone will do it soon and publish the video live. Because <laughs> I saw that, but I was underwater with so much other work, I didn't have any chance to do that. So maybe, Kevin, you can look into it. Um, oh, for real? Next up on Housekeeping, we're going to be at the Canadian National Exhibition in Toronto next week. It's August 16th through the 18th. It'll be myself, Tim, and Andy hosting two panels a day in the gaming garage. You can get it all at kindoffunny.com slash events. And you know what? Andrea what? Renee, what, Greg? I was talking about I was waiting on somebody to confirm yesterday and then I'd be able to send it out, right? And I got the confirmation and I sent it to them and they're going to put it on their site and we were going to put it on our site, but I'm just going to officially announce the panels right here. How's that sound, Andrea? Huh? That sounds excellent, Greg. Also, Andrea, don't you hate it when you're, you've had an email chain going so long, there's like 90 responses in here and Gmail's like, I'm going to load all of them you got to just start a fresh thread. <sighs> put that one to bed. Archive I agree with you that I have to do that. It's just too long, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. So now I keep and you get that one up. person that's got the really obnoxious image in their signature. Yep. Huh. Mm-mm. Huh. What, Kevin? Oh, I was going to say, there it goes. I can't tell if you're looking at me or the camera, and it scares me. I'm looking at you, Kevin. Here no, comes no, no, the no, panel no, schedule no, for CNE from Kind of Funny. No, you don't. Friday. 2 p.m. Eastern. How do you make a video game and not lose your house? This is me sitting down with uh, Cappy Barra Games co-founder and president Nathan Vela. Talk about making a video game, the industry, being an indie, all that jazz. Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern. It is kind of funny party mode. The best gamer in Canada, parentheses, from America. Because it's going to be us playing games for party mode and then arguing about who's the best in Canada. Just to annoy you Canadians. Uh, Saturday, noon Eastern time. It's uh, Drinkbox, Toronto's indie success story. It'll be me sitting down with the folks from Drinkbox to talk about guacamole, severed, you know how it goes. Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern is the Kind of Funny Games cast. The top 10 games from Canada. We're going to sit down and decide that. 
Again, America just coming in here to shit tell you about Canada. <laughs> uh, Sunday at noon. <laughs> Sounds very American. Kind of funny games daily. The biggest news in video games. Of course, the reason they brought us in for CNE to plan these things was they obviously saw that there's a big uh, gaming contingent there and they wanted to open up to more people. So we thought we'd do a games daily about what are the biggest stories in uh, right now uh, video games. So you're thinking about that crunch. Obviously, stuff to that effect. You see where I'm going to drive this. Loot boxes. And then Sunday, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, Watch Dogs Legion and how Ubisoft won video games. I'll be sitting down with Clint Hawking from Ubisoft Toronto to talk about Watch Dogs Legion and everything that's going on up there. That sounds like an excellent lineup of content. It's going to be a very exciting weekend. I hope everyone in Toronto can come out and do it. Remember, kindoffunny.com slash events. You can go there right now. There's a link to buy your tickets. Um, Thank you to our Patreon producers, Blackjack and Mohammed Mohammed. Today, we're brought to you by Hims and Raycom, but I'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Four items on the Roper Report, Kevin. Uh, Baker's Dozen. Before we went live, Kevin said the coffee's hitting me in a good spot, and you can see what that means. I like it. I like that spot. Yeah, yeah. Number one on the Roper Report. It's a long one. It's a complicated one. Andrea and I are going to help you get through it with the reporting of Matt Kim from IGN. 2K has been investigating a streamer. Why, you may ask? Let's find out after I take this sip of water. What's happening out there, Kevin? Ah, uh, just two breaks. This morning, and this is actually from yesterday morning, the hashtag, ha- the hashtag, hashtag, Boycott Borderlands 3 began trending on Twitter. The hashtag was created in response to a video published by Borderlands YouTuber Sup Matto, who claimed... He was the target of an investigation by Take-Two Interactive over Borderlands 3 leaks. IGN has learned that 2K Games and Take-Two, the parent company of 2K, as well as Rockstar and Private Division, have indeed been investigating Sup Matto's... Uh, and I'm saying that right, you think? Is that how you say it? Well, his name is Matt. Matthew, I believe. Sup so. Matto. Okay. Sup Matto's <laughs> Borderlands 3 videos is part of a wider investigation into ongoing Borderlands 3 leaks. Parentheses. 2K serves as the publisher on Borderlands 3, which is being developed by Texas-based video game studio Gearbox. Software. Yesterday, YouTuber Supmato published a video that claimed that two private investigators showed up at his residence to inquire about his Borderlands YouTube account. Quote, I don't feel like I have anything to hide. They questioned me about various things relating to my channel, the live stream that was discussed on my channel, and they told me they were from Take-Two Interactive, end quote. However, our investigation, this is IGN, revealed a complicated 10-month investigation initiated by 2K and Take-Two into prominent Borderlands 3 leaks. In a statement to IGN, 2K confirmed the investigation into Submato. Quote, Take-Two and 2K have, I'm sorry, Take-Two and 2K take the security and confidentiality of trade secrets very seriously. The action we've taken is the result of a 10-month investigation and a history of this creator profiting from breaking our policies, leaking confidential information about our product, and infringing on our copyright, a 2K Games representative said. Sup Matto's video focused on an incident related to the official Borderlands 3 Twitch extension, which Sup Matto reported on based on a Twitch exploit. Quote, it's not some crafty workaround, Sup Matto claims in his video. On April 29th, the official Borderlands YouTube channel posted the reveal of the Twitch extension leading into the gameplay reveal, and the name of the testing accounts were exposed in that video. This wasn't found by me, end quote. However, 2K allege Supmato's leaks into Borderlands 3 goes far beyond just the Twitch extension. Supmato's YouTube channel has published videos dating back to 2018 with information on Borderlands 3, including accurate details on characters and mechanics months ahead of Borderlands 3 officials reveal. 
In our discussions with 2K, again, this is IGN, we've learned that the Twitch streams Supmato used as sources were set to private, not public, as Supmato claims. We were told that it was an exploit in Twitch's security that allowed Supmato's community to data mine their way into getting access to thumbnail previews on what were private test streams. This puts Supmato claims in his border. This puts. Sup Maddow's claims in his Borderlands 3 videos into question. Quote, the information he's sharing about the situation is incomplete and in some cases untrue, a 2K representative said in a statement to IGN. Not only were many of his actions illegal, but they were negatively impacting the experience of other content creators and our fans in anticipation of the game. Since Sup Maddow's encounter with 2K's private investigators, we've learned that he has deleted several, parentheses not all, of the Borderlands 3 videos containing leaked information from his YouTube channel, seemingly without rhyme or reason. These include several leaked reports published months before Borderlands 3's PAX East reveal. According to sources familiar with the matter, previously listed perks on Sup Maddow's YouTube channel allegedly offered access to a private Discord channel that include further Borderlands 3 leaked information in exchange for a $5 membership to his YouTube channel. In Sup Maddow's video, he revealed that his Discord channel was shut down and received the following notice from Discord. Quote, your account was involved in selling, promoting, or distributing cheats, hacks, or cracked accounts, end quote. We've learned that both Twitch and Discord were investigating Sup Maddow's Twitch, cha- Twitch channel and Discord server, respect- respectively. We've reached out to both Twitch and Discord for confirmation. As we understand it, at this time, 2K and Take Two are not pursuing legal action against Sup Maddow, but the incident is part of a larger and ongoing investigation by Take Two and 2K over Borderlands 3 trade secrets. Quote, we will take the necessary actions to defend against leaks and infringement of our intellectual property that not only potentially impact our business and partners, but more importantly, may negatively impact the experiences of our fans and customers, 2K said in a statement. We have attempted to reach out to Sup Maddow for the story, but were unable to find an available contact method on his YouTube channel and both his Twitter and Discord servers are down. Oh, that's a, long that's a one. lot, Andrea. Sorry <laughs> to leave you there. I'm glad you were doing your Lego Tower, though. You're no, that's set. totally okay. So a, a couple of things first. Um, as a disclaimer, you guys may remember that Greg and I hosted the Borderlands 3 reveal, so we can confirm that there was a video that showcased the Twitch EchoCast extension. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. Um, and also, we're pointing out just ethically, then, of right. course, we've been paid by Borderlands and, I guess, 2K or Take-Two or whatever. So if you take it with a grain of salt, whatever. Yes, of course. We want to just get that up before we start commenting. Um, this, When I first heard about this story, um, it was concerning to me about these actions that Take-Two had taken. We know historically that Take-Two's legal team is aggressive. Bulldogs! Um, they've done many things over the last decade or so that kind of raised flags for people like, eh, is that really necessary? But as they've mentioned in their own statements, they take the security of not only their staff and their employees, but also their intellectual property very seriously, as they should. You know, if you have intellectual property that's worth billions of dollars, mm-hmm. you know, you you have a, a really feisty team to protect it. So that is not surprising to me. Um, I saw a, another YouTuber do a video kind of breaking down what was happening with Submato without the other side of the 2K investigation, okay. which is really wanted, why I want to give like a tip of the hat to Matt Kim at IGN for doing the work of saying, hey, we're not just going to take these claims at face value. Sure. 
that's what investigative journalism is. Sure. Let's go to the other side and see what they have to say and then bring both sides together. Yeah. And it's clear that there's missing information from both sides here. Sure. Whether 2K is willfully leaving it out or Submato is willfully leaving it out because he doesn't want to admit he actually did something wrong that 2K discovered along this investigation um, is remains to be seen, right? Yeah. We don't know. Um, I think what we do know is that there was some data mining that happened. Mm-hmm. According to 2K... And I assume, according to Twitch, those streams were private. They were not public. If that claim is valid, and Submato's claim that they were public is not valid, that completely changes the tone of this story. 100%. Right? Because that means that his community and himself were really going into things that were never meant to be seen by the public. And clearly, it was never meant to be seen. It was a test server. Sure. They were testing Twitch items that they are going to be implementing when the game launches. Yeah, right. You can't launch a Twitch extension and not somehow test it beforehand. Correct. We could, we couldn't, you couldn't test it on the day of the reveal and then hope everything works fine. And if you maybe are out there going, what was he even showing anyway? So the content in question is thumbnails from the stream. So the streams themselves were actually not visible. It was just the the thumbnail that Twitch auto-generates when you have an archive stream go up. And on those thumbnails was information on the HUD, and you could see, like, guns. and, yeah. and like So basic information that you would get from a screenshot of gameplay um, is what they were looking at and trying to get details of. I don't blame the community for wanting every bit of material or information they want because they're excited, but there's a line, I think, that was crossed here. And in particular, the line of him saying, I'm going to charge access to a private mm, discord mm. where we can show you what we data mined out of this, is, to me, is like a step too far. Yeah. The whole thing is weird. For me, I, I this the story from Matt Kim here, and again, yeah, hats off. And again, I did the thing I don't like doing where I read the entire article, and it's very long. But obviously, there's so much context there, I felt like I couldn't get right. Please mm-hmm. go over to IGN. Uh, give him a click. Say hi to Matt Kim. Um Yesterday, though, I was I opened Twitter like in the afternoon after, you know, a million shows and saw boycott Borderlands 3 trending. Right. And I was like, what the fuck? And it was the traditional thing with the trending hashtag where I clicked on it and everybody was just making fun of the hashtag. And I was like, what the fuck's going on? I couldn't even figure. I didn't even see like yeah. there wasn't even the I'm angry that this is happening. It was just like, why is this happening? I'm still bored by Borderlands 3. And then to get to Matt's article and read about it, I get to the end of this article and I'm just like, OK, like. I don't know what to do with any of the information I really just read because I, I it seemed like yesterday when I saw the hashtag and I finally got down and it was like people are they 2K uh, or take two sent investigators to this guy's house. I was like, oh fuck, did they like rough him up? Did they do all this different stuff? And even Matto's statement, right, is like I don't feel like anything high. They questioned me about various things relating to my channel, the live stream that was discussed on my channel, and they told me they were from Take Two Interactive. And for the record, he didn't have to say anything to them. If they're yeah. private oh, investigators, sure. yeah, totally. you could say, get, off get off my property. Yeah. You're trespassing. You know, you don't have to talk to anybody that shows up at your door unless it's a police officer with a warrant. Yeah, yeah. And then you have to comply because that's the law. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so, but two guys in, 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 you know, men in black outfits showing up at your door, you can tell them to GTFO. Yeah. But I read that and it's like, oh, so they didn't, it, according to what I'm reading from Sup Matto here in the Matt Kim article, it's like, okay, so don't, it doesn't sound like they really even crossed the line there. And if it's like, if then the argument is, well, they're strong arming and they're coming in, it's like, 
Well, I mean, they feel like he violated something. Like, this is... If you're going to deal in, like... Yeah, when Jason Schreier puts out all the stuff that he finds and learns mm-hmm. and leaks and stuff, I don't think he's sitting there like, no one's going to come after me. I don't have to worry about anything. I don't have to be buttoned up. I don't have to be ready to... He knows that. He knows but that. But then again, Jason Schreier also knows what the law is in well, regards to what information you can mm-hmm. publish and what you can't because he is a smart journalist. Of course. Sepp Matto, I don't know what his credentials are when it comes to actually knowing what is the law and is not. And clearly, Take-Two is alleging that he did some illegal activity. And it's very possible that Sepp Matto did and just did not realize it. And that's the or thing, that too. Or someone in his community was like, yo, dude, you're fine. It's fair use. It's this. But in reality, maybe it actually wasn't. And that's and I, for me, that's the whole thing about this, is getting to the end of this article, having context on what the hashtag was yesterday. It's like... Well, it sounds like they think he did something wrong. Yeah. It sounds like he does, he doesn't think he did something wrong. However, he took down two YouTube videos that maybe in this conversation they were like, no, this is clearly wrong. Like, this is clearly a violation of X, Y, and Z. I also don't, and I mean, I could be wrong and I could be naive as you know, but like, mm-hmm. I doubt Discord took him down because 2K or Take Two was like, you got to take these people down. Like, oh yeah, right, yeah, right away, sir. I'm sure they have Doubtful, their own reasons yeah. of what happened and why it happened. So yeah, the, it's just not all lining up. I think that the uh, this idea that all of these companies are have this vendetta against him when he seems like a a, a longtime content creator that yeah. has never really rocked the boat before, as far as I'm aware. Uh, perhaps there is a deep history with stuff matter that I'm not aware of. This is maybe a kind of funny.com slash your wrong moment, but there's clearly something that they're not telling us or that stuff matter is not telling us. And it just goes to show like, you know, just be very careful about what you're publishing when it comes to other people's intellectual property rights. And when it comes to, you know, Borderlands 3 as a game or any game for that matter, it doesn't belong to us. It doesn't belong to you. And there are very strict rules around fair use. And if you're not adhering to those rules around fair use, you know, they have the right to request you remove that content at any time. That's just the way that it works, unfortunately, for content creators out there now you reminded me of uh, you're wrong because of course i spilled coffee on my paper so i don't have you're wrong just open in front of me so i'm looking at it right now uh tagla zero two says it's 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 pronounced mateo sup mateo sup mateo there you go there you go there you go uh oh wait hold on then he went there but there's oh no-, no he says nope 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 he, then he came back and corrected himself sorry misheard misheard the name never mind my my pronouncing you're wrong all right, thanks, guys. Uh, like, Lord of no Pwn e- says the Twitch thumbnails were actually viewable on mobile to anyone, even though the channel was private. That's how they were found, not by some hacking or exploits. Uh, Sup Matto's Discord server was a was a private paid incentive. Several other content creator streamers have them too. So this is clearly a breakdown in Twitch's backend where it was supposed to be so it's a private- blocked and it was accidentally public. Yeah, so it's a private Twitch channel. Apparently, according to this, and then that's how it was interesting. But yeah, I don't. I mean, that's the thing is, yeah. Uh, Lord of Pwn says take two won't say what's illegal. I don't. Again, what well, I don't, we don't know either what was illegal. I honestly think, and this is just a theory, that if he had never done the private access for money bit, mm-hmm. that they he probably would have gotten a very minor slap on the wrist, like maybe like a cease and desist. Yeah, I doubt people would be showing up at his house to ask him questions. Yeah, but I think it's the fact that the, he brought money into it mm, and Take Two wants their money; they want all their money. That they were like, "Oh, I'm sorry, are you charging access for our intellectual property? Yeah, and not cutting us in or giving us all of it." I think if he maybe had not done that, the Eye of Sauron. He might, he might have he might have escaped the gaze. Yeah, it's an interesting one, and I, I don't have much context for it. I feel like I'm in the same boat as I would imagine most of the listeners, viewers are just like, okay, this is a weird thing that happened. I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't, since we're not 
him and we're not in the room and we're not 2k and we don't exactly know what, what they're arguing about or what they're mad about in right. terms of other than hey you're leaking our fucking shit well it's and like, a lot of this information is alleged i think sure. that's important to remember like it's alleged that he charged money it's alleged that he had this discord it's you know alleged that it was private and it was an exploit like so it's again <laughs> reading the whole thing my one takeaway from it is like oh man this isn't nearly as bad as it could have been Oh, I yeah. thought they were going to sue him. I thought they roughed him up at the house or something. It's they like, wouldn't do that. Hey, you know what? They They're... come in there. T- take two didn't get rich by writing a lot of checks or just hitting everything with baseball bats. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Bats. Yeah, exactly. How we're going to put Snowbike Mike out of business, Kevin. Oh um, Mike. I'm sorry. It's got to go. Yeah, it's a weird one. It's an interesting one. I don't I don't understand the whole hullabaloo about it, I guess. But again, I guess it's, it's the idea that if you don't know what's wrong, if you if they're not being clear on what he violated, what the real problem is, other than them saying to Matt Kim, right, they're talking about take two security and confidentiality and trade secrets are very seriously. The action we've taken is a result of a 10 month investigation and history of this creator profiting from breaking our policies, uh, leaking confidential information about our product and infringing on our copyright. So that goes back to what you're saying, right? Just throw it the sounds pen. like the, just throw the pen I don't have paper me. anymore. Who cares? I'm just using the pen for no reason. So if there's a 10 month investigation, clearly it's hiding something, right? Something's going on. Ten over month here. investigation. This wasn't the and first it, time. But I like the yeah creator profiting from breaking our policies. Very interesting. We'll see what happens if there's anything else from it. But I think the fact that there is no lawsuit. Apparently, he took down two videos. I'd imagine this is the end of it. That's like the big thing. I think we all need to remember before anybody's panties get too twisted up is oh. that mine are always twisted. According to Matt Kim's article, it says that they are not pursuing legal action against. Submato as IGN understands it at this time. Yeah. So like no harm, no foul. So two guys showed up, asked him some questions. He was like, "Yeah, dude, I'll answer your questions." And then he said, "Hey, these guys showed up and asked asked me questions. This is just maybe another like poster child for internet mob outrage over lol nothing." Yeah. Well, I mean, I want to go that. Far. I mean, I think it's jumping to conclusions too quickly. Probably. I don't know if it's a nothing thing, right? You do want to protect smaller creators. You don't want people getting pushed oh, around. Absolutely. Especially if, it, if it's like, oh, he did nothing wrong. But you know, who knows? Hold on now. Hold on. See what's going on. Do here. you think no, that, that, that two K and Take Two are the type of company that would push around small creators? No. I don't either. I've seen them lift up smaller creators they have this great streaming team i was gonna say for borderlands in particular i know we were familiar with the streaming team from when we did the the job for them or whatever we're yeah talking we got to kids. meet several of them at the at the event now it's not to say that they've never done it and yeah. that it's not they possible never will. that they would yeah, do yeah, yeah. it but it just wouldn't be a good look for a publicly traded company to be bullying and again, it just creators. goes back to what I'm saying, where I just feel like I think when you saw I saw the hashtag and I, I even though they were mainly jokes at the beginning, like if there's enough of it here, clearly something's mm-hmm. happened and you get here. It's like, OK, so they had a conversation and it seems like he crossed the line and he doesn't feel like he did, but he took two YouTube videos down. All right. Like, yeah. I don't I don't understand. I don't understand. I would love to hear from him, but I'm apparently sure we will. he's impossible to get in contact with. Well, he'll have another YouTube video for sure. You think so? Yes, of course. You have to keep talking about this. You have to ride the wave. Number two on the Roper Report. Threats closed the Twitch offices yesterday. This is Nathan Grayson at Kotaku. After multiple threats were sent to Twitch's office in San Francisco, California, the company has asked employees to work from home for the day. That was yesterday. Police are investigating. Uh, Business Insider first reported the situation earlier today, yesterday. Twitch confirmed the publication's report in an email to Kotaku. Quote, we were made aware of a threat against our San Francisco HQ on Tuesday and have been working directly with law enforcement as they investigate, reads the statement from the company. Uh, 
The safety and security of our employees is our top priority, and we are focused on ensuring this is resolved quickly and safely. According to sources familiar with this situation who spoke to with Kotaku on the condition of anonymity, uh, it was a shooting threat specifically, and employees received an email telling them to work from home for the day. The situation has reportedly not escalated beyond these threats, though one source noted that the matter could still be fluid. Speaking to Kotaku on the phone, an officer at, from the San Francisco Police Department said the Twitch HQ had been threatened multiple times in the past two days, seemingly by the same person. Quote, there, were, there was a threat made yesterday, said the officer. The same threat was made today, followed up with the threat is real. Police were on the scene earlier today, uh, but have since withdrawn. The officer told Kotaku that the situation is not currently considered an active threat, but our special investigation unit has been notified. Man, fuck that, Andrea. Yeah. What a horrible thing. That's terrifying. Especially in the wake of all of the gun violence that's been happening across the United States. Like, that's incredibly frightening. And I hope all those people are doing okay and that the police find out who's doing this and. Prosecute to the full extent of the law. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. What a, I mean, what a horrible thing. And like what you're saying, I think it's definitely that it's on everybody's mind right now. Right. And I think it's interesting to see that that's how quickly it can happen, how fast it can happen. Right. And that I'm glad that, yeah, Twitch is telling people what or yesterday was telling people to stay home. And obviously over the last 24 hours since this broke, it, it, it was reported right after we went off the air. Uh, nothing had happened. Nothing has happened. Knock on wood. So, yeah, hopefully they catch the person who's doing it. Don't do that. Don't be stupid. Don't call them bomb threats. Don't do that. No, don't. Number three, <laughs> Annapurna has a file for bankruptcy protection. This is James Bachelor at GamesIndustry.biz. Stick with me. It's Annapurna Pictures, but we'll talk about how it's going to affect games. No. Annapurna, Annapurna Pictures, the Hollywood firm that owns the indie games publisher Annapurna Interactive, is looking into protecting itself from bankruptcy. The Hollywood Reporter reports, the move follows a year of rumors that the studio was losing, was losing moving after multiple films that struggled to set the box office alight, as well as the cancellation of some high-profile projects. Uh, restructuring deals with financial institutions is not uncommon, yet the process is usually handled without the spotlight on us, uh, said one of the higher uppity ups. Fortunately, unfortunately, people like to write about me and my family. Regardless of whatever comes out in the press, the truth is, the truth is that we are well on our path towards success. Uh, there will always be speculation, misinformation, and personal jabs in the press. That's part of business. We have a lot of exciting things on the horizon, and I have no doubt all of our hard work will continue to show Annapurna's unique and powerful place in this industry. The concern from a games perspective is the fate of Annapurna Interactive. The company launched its indie, label, indie games label at the tail end of 2016 and has since released a string of critically acclaimed games. This year alone, it has released sci-fi exploration title Outer Wilds and will launch Sam Barlow's Telling Lies, the spiritual successor to her story later this year. It also announced time loop thriller 12 minutes at E3 2019. Yeah. And worth pointing out, of course, to Sinara uh, Wild Hearts, a game I'm very excited for. Yes, indeed. What do you think, Andrea? I think this type of thing happens in Hollywood all the time. Mm-hmm. It's probably just some restructuring, moving money around. It's probably nothing to worry about. In case you're like, hey, what does Annapurna make for feature films? They've made a lot of uh, Academy Award nominated and Academy Award winning films, um, most notably in the last uh, couple of years. Um, American Hustle, Joy, uh, Detroit, Sorry to Bother You, If Beale Street Could Talk, Vice, just a few. So, like, they make great oh, films. Oh, yeah, sorry. But films are expensive. And great films like that that are more artistic Artsy. generally don't make their money back. Yeah. Or if they do, they, like, break even. And that's not really good for business when you're not 
you know, Avengers Endgame. Do you worry about it, reflecting back on games and them having to like shrink it down and break of it off or do whatever? Absolutely. Yeah. But the really sad part about how Hollywood interacts with video games is that if they're owned by the same company, generally speaking, they're going to cut video games yeah. and keep movies. Yeah. Because movies are an easier sell of course. than video Quicker games are. Quicker return, too, on money, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so that's the frustrating part when you see these companies do that. Um, I hope it doesn't because I think Anna, uh, Annapurna Interactive makes... You know, and publishes some really fantastic smaller, yeah. again, like art, artistic games that aren't your Call of Duties and your Assassin's Creed of the world. But they I did think Donut County. Are super uh, impactful Florence, in their what own remains way. of Ethan fin- Edith Finch. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Like so. And I think that's what's great about what Annapurna does. But I hope that they'll be fine. Generally, even if a company does file for actual bankruptcy, yeah. it tends to be okay. Yeah, exactly. They, they hang on a long time and do a bunch of different stuff, but they could right. be Toys R Us. They could be Toys R Us and just close up shop one day. And I do worry about them then liquidating assets and spinning off and, or closing games or trying to sell it off. And it's Well, like, maybe they get acquired by somebody. Who knows? And that'd be the cooler thing, right? That I mean, and I, you would hope that Annapurna Interactive... Uh, uh, their library so far would speak for itself, not alone, let alone the talent of the studio. Because remember, Annapurna Interactive is really just made up of Sony uh, Santa Monica folks that when they went away. When Sony Santa Monica was like, we're doing those layoffs and we're just going to focus on like God of War. That's where all those that you that why you see the people who giant sparrow over there making games, right? It's because they were in that incubator. They went over there. Deb Mars went over there. Mm-hmm. So many great people from PlayStation went over there to make that continue to be a place where Ben Esposito can go p- publish Donut County. Greg, this is the perfect opportunity for Google to come in with our Stadia team and yeah. say, come to us, Annapurna. Come come be on the I Stadium team. You. What was that, Kevin? I, I was pretending to be Google and he was going to eat them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Kevin, why don't you Google do this? Google has money me? to buy Annapurna. Well, see, that's what I'm wondering. Kevin, hit up Annapurna for me in our, the motion pictures. See how much they would sell Annapurna Interactive to Kind of Funny. And then they, <laughs> they can just be our games division. No, this seems like the LaCroix thing where it was his mistake, you know? <laughs> we make it happen, then it's like, fuck. What now what are we going to do all these people? <laughs> <laughs> how are they going to make these games? Yeah. We don't know how to make a game. Uh, number four on the Rubber Report. And finally, for this Thursday, is an update on Riot. Things are looking good over there. This is Angela Roseboro, uh, Chief Diversity Officer. Wednesday marks a year since the original Kotaku report that helped bring riders together with the shared goal to evolve our culture. We have made some significant strides over the past year. I want to take a moment to acknowledge the work and dedication of all our teams. Progress on D&I, diversity and inclusion, uh, is about driving meaningful change, not checking boxes. The passion and commitment from riders over the past year has been phenomenal. All the work that's been done has been impressive and will serve as a strong foundation for us to continue to build on. Uh, I should point out that, of course, this uh, blog post pretty much, or whatever you want to call it, from Angela, is over on the Riot site, and it's huge. And it goes through point by point all this different stuff they did. If you remember when we talked about this in the past, it was the 30, 60, 90 day plan. In this, she she announces that, hey, we hit everything that we wanted to do. We're crushing it. I've pulled select paragraphs as mainly a pat on the back to everything that's going on here. And hey, some good video game news for a change. I digress. Our North Star is to be a workplace where where diversity is our strength and riders are empowered, proud, and passionate about our players and each other. To achieve that vision, we have created a framework of five focal areas. These pillars enable us to create alignment on the work, what we measure, and how we drive accountability. So going forward, we'll be focused on these things. People, progress, culture, ownership, and industry. I recognize that there will be questions about whether we have really changed. Here's what I know. 
Change is never easy, and this journey will not be perfect. We will keep listening. We will keep moving forward, and we will keep striving to be a company that the current that current and future riders can be proud of. Every day, we will make a deliberate choice to be better than the day before. I'll conclude by saying that there is no riot without rioters. We never uh, would have achieved all that we have thus far without rioters' faith in us and their belief in each other. No doubt we have work to do, but because of the spirit and determination of riders, my optimism is endless for what we can accomplish next. We look forward to keeping you updated, and if you want to know more, just drop me a line. Uh, again, huge post up there, obviously covering everything that happened with them being a toxic workplace, that what they've done in the last past year since the Kotaku report. And I thought it was really well done, Andrea, and I thought it was a good message to get out. Absolutely. I think it's important to update their community on the steps that they're taking to rectify the the clear injustices that were happening inside that office. Mm-hmm. And I like to see a company that is such a, a tentpole in this industry and has millions of fans around the world say, hey, we understand that there were mistakes that were made and we need to correct those yep. to make it a healthier work environment for all of the writers that are that are you know in our office. So I'm glad. I'm glad it's uh, going in the right direction. It's going to take a long time, I think, for it to permeate throughout the entire culture of that company. And you're always going to have bad apples no matter where you are. But if they can lead from the top down and say, this is unacceptable behavior and we're going to make sure that everybody knows what is and is not acceptable, yeah. then... That's a good thing. Andrea, the nanobiologist, writes into patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, just like all of you can, and says, what's good, Andrea and Greg? Riot employees have spoken out since the riot protests and have said that after a long year, their employer has improved immensely, even though they haven't done everything that's needed. Based on Kotaku's article, they, they, they clearly... Kevin, Kevin, get out of here. Stop I'm, editing I'm, while I'm reading off the game I, thing. I didn't realize you were doing that. So did you see me stop? I yeah, stopped. I'm going to come over there. You see All your right, purple thing. You. Nobody's going like to improve crazy. your work condition. Oh, oh look at that. Uh, based on Kotaku's article, they've clearly made amazing progress. But how can we be sure it will stick? With a, with a new lead making headway, how do we, as fans and gamers, hold Riot responsible for making sure they keep up the good work? Also, how do we punish or reward Riot and future developers who either recede back to their old ways or continue to push and improve throughout the years, respectively? It's a good question. I don't know if it's the gamer's responsibility to punish or reward Riot. I think that's the employee's responsibility. Mm, mm. Um, and Because they, as the ones on the inside, are the ones who are experiencing it experiencing it day to day and truly know what it's like and not just getting, you know, um, sure. secondhand information from the outside. So I'm not sure if there is a way to punish I think reward, the biggest but way, I think we're already on it, right? And I think it's the fact that we've all spoken loudly this year, and I mean the last calendar year, and into la- whatever year, last 365 days, in the way that I think it's pretty loud that gamers want the people who make their games to be treated better. Whether Absolutely. that means unionization, whether it means not getting farted in the face while you are in a meeting by your boss. What? Uh, come on, Kevin. Pay attention to the news I talk about here. Uh, I think that has been heard. And I think as long as we continue to say that and back that up and talk mm-hmm. about that publicly and have these conversations and have tweets about it, I think you're going to continue to see employees that are empowered to speak up about it when it goes wrong and talk to people like the great journalists at Kotaku that are out there doing these reports. You know what I mean? Or a Matt came at IGN or whoever. Uh, I think everyone understands now what is at stake and what can happen if you if you go rogue you know what i mean i think the boys club bullshit i mean it's sadly never going to go away completely and there's always going to be some boys club bullshit somewhere but i think in terms of 
what you're allowed to get away with as what the chief operating officer or whatever the guy was right like that shit's over with and i think that that's clear enough where one tweet can change everything you can get that out and go i'm going to disagree with you for on one part please do the that shit's over with is 100 false well, that's um, what, yeah i said that uh, i kind of dialed it and back like i appreciate that a lot of people have their eyes on the situation now that was really like stirred from the me too mov- movement that happened in in the feature film business but it's far from over and i don't know if it'll ever go away sure um as someone who's experienced this across my life in many different faucets and in many different industries yeah. like it's just so ingrained in in cultures around the world that this idea of toxic masculinity is going to take decades generations yeah generations is probably a more accurate term to dismantle and even then i don't think it's ever going to go away because there's certain cultures that embrace it sure um and i'm not here to tell other cultures how to live their life i just like to live a motto myself of lift people up don't bring people down Mm -hmm. and treat people the way you want to be treated and that's not what was happening right and so I, i think it's it's good that we're talking about it but it it's far from over and it needs to be talked about a lot. Oh, yeah. You know, if you if we stop talking about it and go, oh, yeah, we fix that problem. It's like people talking about, oh, yeah, racism. We fix that problem. There's no racism. And it's like, oh, my gosh, you, are you joking? It's yeah, literally yeah. everywhere. Um, and so I think that goes to this idea of, you know, like sexism and misogyny in the workplace as well. You know, people reach out to us and send us nasty comments being like, you're lying. That doesn't exist. Like this idea that you're being discriminated against is bullshit. And I'm like, cool, bro. I'm glad that you feel better about yourself because you sent me that message because it does because I experience it literally all the time. But, you know, whatever makes you sleep at night by harassing me about it. Sure. It's just one of those things that I think it's important to recognize is going to be a continued struggle for many years to come. Of course. Yeah, I didn't mean to make that's not what I was trying to paint a picture of. Sorry. I know. I meant that I, just, I think the, the culture listening might, might hear something like oh, that. Oh, no, and 100%. Go, I'm not at oh, all yeah, saying. Cool, we did it. We won. <laughs> I think that the culture needs to continue to be that it's going to call that shit out. Right. Yeah. And I think that I, when I, I was like, that shit's over, I don't mean like, I don't, I, I know, I know exactly what you're saying. I didn't mean to you, listener, viewer, that it, that shit's done. We've solved the problem. I yeah. mean, like, no, if you do that shit, you're going to get fucking hopefully nailed to the wall. Somebody's going to go talk about you somewhere. I mean, and you'll we, know. we hope so. What yeah. we've seen, though, unfortunately, is that the punishments for these offenders is uh, mild two months at, without pay. Is mild right, he didn't best. know what he was. Uh, he really thought about it. You think so? No, fuck no. <laughs> two months without pay at Ryan, whatever. Yeah, it's just it when feels like there's a bunch the of slaps on the wrist um, for this bad behavior. Um, and there have been some companies that have, you know, kind of swung in the other direction and said, you know what, let's have a zero tolerance policy yeah. to this. And, you know, I, I think that it's an important that that punishments be made. But, you know, I'm also one of those people that believes in education as well as to make sure like, especially in the video games business where there's so many young people that work professionally in this industry, it's because it's a relatively young industry compared to like selling insurance, for example, um, that you get that immaturity much more frequently than you would potentially in some other industries. So I think that there's a teachable moment to pull employees aside and go, Let's talk about what is and is not cool inside the workplace to let them know maybe you thought saying that joke to your coworker was cool. It's not cool, bro. Maybe you thought sending that video link to your coworker was cool. Not cool, bro. And so give people the opportunity to course correct their behavior. Sure. But then after you've given them the opportunity to course correct and they don't, yeah. 
that's when you have to say, okay, now we're going to hold your feet to the fire and go, now you're just being a dick, bro. Consequences, yeah. 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 I'd love this presentation you're talking about. Can you give it for me to Nick? Yes. Okay, cool. Of he, course. He sends me links I don't want all the time, Kevin. You're such a liar. <laughs> See? A Nobody believes it no, when you bring no. up. We walk in and we show each other videos and he's like, oh, what, uh, what video is it? And then we show him and he's like, I don't know if I wanted to see that. <laughs> it's like, but he asked. He asked. I don't know what their obsession is with raccoons. Andrea. <laughs> They're cute. If I wanted to know something more immediate, not like the change we're talking about, which will take generations, but say what games came to the mom and grab shops, where would I go? Greg, you would go to the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah! Out today! Fatal 12 on PS4, Subdivision Infinity DX on PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, Picks the Cat on Switch, Pillars of Eternity on Switch, Steel Circus on PC, Sudoku Universe on Switch, Word Sweeper by Powagi on Switch. I don't like this Word Sweeper coming over Poggy? here. Keep your Mind Sweepers and your Word Poggy. Sweepers over on PC. Uh, the Pyroplex on Switch, uh, Doling's Invasion on Switch, O Ed O Towns on Switch, Color Slayer on PC. Uh, Moira, Faded Twins on PC, Wonderblade on PC, and then a WWE Cross Brawlhalla partnership. The following WWE Superstar Epic Crossovers will be available for 300 mammoth coins each. You can get The Rock, John Cena, Becky Lynch, and Xavier Woods. That's right! The Commish uh, in Brawlhalla. Uh, the new free game mode is available tomorrow called Brawl Down. It includes a ring, break, includes a ring breakable tables, and fun rope physics. WWE Epic uh, crossovers will still be available for purchase after the SummerSlam in-game event concludes. So that's all very cool. I like that. I like that. Uh, I don't. I I played Brawlhalla like a bunch at like Paxes and stuff. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Xavier Woods in an epic is an epic crossover for Bod Bodvar. Signature attacks include his tag team partners Kofi Kingston and Big E from the New Day. Kevin, is that enough for us to turn it on? Play it. I mean, I'm always down. Okay, cool. We should look into it. Uh, new dates for you. Just Cause 4, Danger Rising DLC comes out August 29th to Gold Edition and Expansion Pass owners. Everyone else gets it September 5th. Uh, no Man's Sky Beyond comes out August 14th. I wasn't sure if that was new. I think it might have been a breaking news a while back, but I saw it today. I was like, oh, time to do it. Kevin, are we doing this No Man's Sky VR? I'm always down. Hell yeah. Uh, Wait, seriously though, we should. I really want to now that it, like, I don't normally listen. We got the we VR show. The right words. Uh, Visara Collection is on PS4, Vita, and Vita. It lives August 13th. And then there's a Pokemon Go Community Day, Sunday, September 15th. It's Turtwig. If you're like me, pff, nobody cares about Turtwig. Uh, this time, you learn triple the normal amount of Stardust for each Pokemon you catch. And any lures uh, during the event will remain active for three hours rather than 30 minutes. It's 4 to 7 p.m. Sunday, September 15th. Andrew, I got a deal of the day for you. Okay. Xbox Live Gold and Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members can play Vigor for free on Xbox One during Xbox Live Gold free play days. Experience the game uh, Thursday, August 8th, all the way through Sunday, August 11th. Now, it's time for Reader Mail. But first, I'll tell you about our sponsors. Up first is Hymns. Summertime is here. While you may be breaking out that baseball cap for a day at the beach or the ballpark, if you're wearing it to hide thinning hair, you may not have to anymore. Be like Nick Scarpino and Andy Cortez from Kind of Funny. They went to 4hims.com. They talked to a doctor, and that doctor said, I have the solution for your thinning hair. Uh, don't sweat hair loss this summer. Do something about it while you still can. 4hims.com is a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness, and more for men. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. Hymns connects you with real doctors and medical-grade solutions 
solutions to treat hair loss. You get well-known generic equivalents to name brand prescriptions to help you keep your hair. These aren't snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements. These are prescription solutions backed by science. There's no waiting room, no awkward in-person doctor visits. You can save hours by going to 4 Uh, You answer a few quick questions. The doctor will review it. And if they determine it's right for you, they'll prescribe you what you need. Uh, you can order right now. My listeners get a trial month of hymns for just $5 today. Right now, while supplies last, see the website for full details and safety information. This would cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or a pharmacy. Go to 4 slash games daily. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash games daily. 4 slash games daily. Up next, our sponsor is Raycon. Cool Greg has been using these Raycon earbuds, and he likes them a lot. It's 2019. Everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds. But before you go dropping hundreds of dollars on a pair, you need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. Uh, Raycon earbuds start at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market, and they sound just as amazing. The company was founded by Ray J, and celebrities like Snoop Dogg are already obsessed. Raycon's E50 wireless earbuds have totally changed the game for Cool Greg. They're so comfortable and easy to take anywhere. Uh, unlike some of the other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet with no dangling wires or stems, Kevin. And of course, they look great. They sound great. You should get them. Uh, Raycon offers wireless earbuds for everyone in a range of fun colors at an unbeatable price. Go to buyraycon.com slash kfgames to get 15% off your order. That's buyraycon.com slash kfgames for 15% off your Raycon wireless earbuds. If you've been eyeing a pair, now is the time to get an amazing deal. One more time, buyraycon.com slash kfgames. Games, games. They have a lot of different um, customizable earpieces yeah. uh, that go down to very small. So if oh. you're like me and you have very small ears. Yeah. They can accommodate you. You hide your ears. I never know how big they are. They're always tucked away. That's true. Can't see what's happening in there. Why, uh, do you, why do you keep singling me out with the stem? Because you wore those bad wireless earbuds, or those earbuds with like the string and stuff. No, you need to get these. No I strings. Haven't, I haven't done that for. There yeah, are no I strings. I thought that was weird that they had the Bluetooth ones. That and that's what I try to tell Kevin all the time, and you want to hear it. Now I'm telling him every day in this ad. Well, yeah, I, but like, and they have I, pink ones. You guys, I they stopped, have rose gold I pair. I stopped using that like six months ago. Well, now it's time to get Raycons. All right. Parker Petrov writes in to patreon.com slash games and says, hola, KFGD crew. As this console generation is winding down, I was surprised to see Microsoft release a limited edition Gears 5 bundle for $4.99. I'm not going to lie, it looks really nice. However, this led me to wonder what your thoughts are when Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo, etc. release these limited edition hardware bundles so late in the cycle, when next fall they will also be asking for another four dollars to $600 for new consoles. While the people watching a show like Kind of Funny Games Daily are knowledgeable enough to make the informed decision, that is not the case for a vast majority of consumers. I understand the argument of, well, if they're buying a console this late, they probably won't care about missing the next console. However, is that just is that the most morally just way of looking at it? As if I spend $500 on a piece of hardware to find out the following year it's being replaced with a dramatically better piece of hardware. I would feel slightly cheated. Interesting question, Parker. The morality of a special limited edition late in the console life cycle. Andrew, what's your take? I mean, I don't think there's anything... Amoral about it? Amoral about it. No, of course not. They're like, hey, it's a special edition. It's priced because it's a special edition. You can choose to get it because you're a big Gears of War fan or not. I think the art looks really cool. I really love the controller. Um, Kevin, you want to bring up this uh, limited edition Gears of War 5 uh, bundle? You'll see it. I think people who are buying these limited editions don't care that it's the end of the life cycle. Yeah. That's not the market, right? This is like a premium product for a very specialized customer who wants it because it's a limited edition for the game that they love. 
Yeah, that's the bigger thing about it. And so I think there are there is an argument to be made. Yeah, right? I mean, I think this looks this art oh, looks yeah, great. great. I think there's an argument to be made too for the fact of it's for the Gears fan who might be the lapsed Xbox fan mm-hmm. of either you know they or they had an Xbox One, they played the last Gear stuff, and then sold it back, got rid of it, got married, life experience has changed, here it is, they're excited for it, it's just all in one, you're ready to go. And then there is, yeah, the specialized fan of, I need everything Gears related, I want mm-hmm. this, this cool, super cool thing. So for people who are listening, it's like a like a white base and it's got like a smoky cloud effect and it's got these cracks, almost like concrete cracks coming out from the center of the console where you have the the gear that's dark and the, the skull um, inside of it, you know, the Gears logo that's very traditional and then the controller, which I think is got a nice little touch it's got that same kind of white smoky gray effect on it and it's got these little rivets so it looks like it's these metal pieces uh, bolted together and then underneath the sticks is like a blue highlight color which i think is a really nice little touch yeah it's a sexy one like i I mean again i wouldn't go out and buy it but i have an xbox one x i'm fine i think that's the other thing too you're thinking of it a little too like I think most of us think about it, Parker, mm-hmm. where I think there's a large number of people out there who are not casual gamers and not even know who the, what does that even fucking mean. But I mean, aren't going to be in a rush to buy uh, Scarlet next year or, or Anaconda or whatever. Instead, they're going to be like, you know what? I, well, I have an Xbox One. It's been good to me. I've been thinking about getting an X. Now there's a Gears of War X. That's cool. I'm going to get that and ride that out for the next four years, five years. Well, especially with backwards compatibility in place in the Xbox ecosystem, you're probably setting yourself up for success to wait but before the first couple of years of the next cycle come, which inevitably are going to be a little bumpy, right? Sure. And the, the library is going to be a little thin. Yeah. So. And there's a, you know, you want a secondary Xbox for the living room or the bedroom or whatever. Your yeah. kid wants one. There's all these different reasons to get out and get it that yeah, way. Yeah, you give the current Xbox to, to little Tommy and then you get the brand new one. Yeah. I think the biggest thing, uh, uh, we saw it a lot with the uh, Switch Lite, right? Is that so many of us, when we think about this stuff, get so caught up in what, how we use games. And how mm-hmm. I, I will never buy it. Why would I buy this Gears of War 5 thing when there's a million different reasons out there for other people to buy it? This is for the people who are getting Gears tattooed on their bodies. Sure. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Rahul Kohli. Uh, 2038 Pokemon CEO writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says, will the base price of games rise next generation? The last time they increased was the PlayStation 3, Xbox 360 generation. Do you think with the increase of digital sales and the larger cut the developer gets, they don't need to increase? I think they should probably increase. You think they will, though? Mm, I honestly don't know. I don't think they will. I think we're. In a, I think next generation will still be sixty for your AAA big budget. This is the game, and then I think it's the descending order of indies and this and digital that. I don't think I don't think they'll shake that up. And I, I mean, they could. And I mean, it would be the normal thing that it always is of outrage for the moment, and then we all get used to the new norm, right? Yeah. Because if you were to ask me, and I'm granted, everybody knows who watches the show. I'm an idiot and forgets everything from the past. But if you were to ask me before this question, when did prices go up? I would be like, Ugh. I don't really remember. So for it to be PS360 that we jump from 50 to 60, oh fuck, okay. But it was like that's how normal it was. How you how used to it we all got. That's inflation, but. I don't think I, I do think we you know as we've talked about with the digital future and the power it gives you and stuff I do think you're gonna see this next generation people really explore the scale more mm-hmm. of what is a, how much is this game there's I think 60 will be the base still for like this is your high end the triple a what we expect out of like a Sony first party Xbox first party and then I think descending through that it'll see interesting moves in terms of what people are charging I would like to see the the base price raise but then not all of these crazy 
deluxe edition, the mm. super fancy deluxe no edition, way. the yeah. gold edition, the platinum edition. I would like to see that go away because it's not only confusing to consumers, but it's literally them trying to figure out a way to earn more money so they don't have to raise the base price. How about instead they raise the base price and then just include all of that stuff in it and there's just one copy of the game? No way. They want to upsell so bad. It's too bad. easy, Greg. Yeah. It's too easy. They want to get these Gears of War tattoo people. But they don't people. have to upsell if it's just if they make all games $80 and then just include all of that stuff. But the problem and then you're not is splintering it and then GameStop doesn't get a special pre-order and no. Best Buy gets a special pre-order and Amazon they gets They still theirs. get the special pre-orders. That just, would still happen. Well, we don't know. No, in my in my perfect world, okay, all of the content would be in all of the copies of the game. Sure, but I think yeah, they just can't because they know there are in the same way mobile games knows there's the whales out there that'll pay you know a gajillion dollars well, in a Pokemon. Keep go your whatever. whales with your fancy skins inside the game and let that ecosystem live on. If people want to buy like the super fancy skin for like their character or their guns or whatever, sure, that can stay. That's fine. But like it's when there's like exclusive maps or like an exclusive mission or any of that stuff. That to me is just like I don't like it. I hear you. No, I'm not, I, and I'm. I understand what you're saying. I just don't think they'll ever do it because they want that. Because it is the same thing of that's that works for you and me on the games we mm-hmm. love. But there's so many other people who are gonna be like, I don't care about this extra shit. I just want to play through the story and be done with it. That they don't know what they're missing from these super deluxe special editions. They'd rather pay sixty than seventy or eighty. I'm just saying somebody has to lead the way. All right. All it takes is one major publisher to say this is what we're gonna do. Andrew's looking to you, major publishers. Who Ubisoft. Will be, is it going to be you? They will not Maybe be Ubisoft. Maybe it's EA. Maybe it's Activision. Who could say? No, they all Bethesda? love money. They no. all love money. They're not doing that. They're not going to shake that out. Bethesda won't either know. Uh, time to squad up. This is where one of you writes into patreon.com slash games. Give me your name, username, platform of choice, and why you need help in a video game. I read it here. The best friends come and find you, and everybody plays games together. Uh, today, Willie Lopez needs help on PlayStation 4. His what? PSN name is Chili Cash. C-H-I-L-L-Y cash. Hey, fellow best friends. I've been playing Rainbow Six Siege since it released more than three years ago. Every season, I've always been ranked gold. Never once have I been able to reach platinum. So I'm so close this season and could use a bit of help to get over the hump. I'm also willing to teach anyone new to the game how to play in casual matches. If you want to get down with some Rainbow Six Siege on the PlayStation 4, hit up Chili Cash, a.k.a. Willie Lopez. Andrea, mm-hmm. we ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash games to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up. Nanobiologist says breaking news. That's not a screw up. Uh, that That's another one. No, I'm not doing that one. Um, <laughs> Huggy Homer did put up that Annapurna Interactive responded to the bankruptcy per, per, uh, protection news. It's a weak one because it's just a tweet of uh, we good. A gif of some, the guy saying we good from... Right. Uh, what so movie is this fine. from? Uh, sure they are. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's always super reassuring when it's like, ah, don't, don't worry, worry about, about that. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're yeah. fine. Every, that's, everybody says that before that's something the, bad goes on. That's kind of thing where it's like Friday, they're just like, oh, we're done. Sorry. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> what is, uh, it, that's, I, did you look at the gif? No, I didn't. It's Ice Cube's son, right? Uh, it was, who was in... Uh, he was in that Straight movie. Out of Compton. Yeah, but he was also in that Instagram movie. Yeah, that we liked. With the, we, I don't remember the name. Yeah. He, he was obsessed with Batman in it. Yeah. yeah give yeah. me his name. Can you give me his name? I feel uh, like I. I feel, use the computer in front no, of you. No, no, you. I got it. Oh I got God, it. Jesus I got Christ. Oh, Shay Jackson. Shay Jackson. Oh, Shay Jackson. Oh, Shay Jackson. Okay. 
Uh, the nanobiologist oh, says that the Gears 5 console is ice, not smoke. Uh, like the logo reveal. The bottom has the locust symbol on it, too, and the controller is specifically Kate-themed, and it comes with all five Gears games except Judgment. So the Gears theme? numbered games. Kate theme? Kate. That's the lead character oh, played by Kate. Laura Bailey. Yeah. It looks like it, it's marble. With like, it I does it kind of look like concrete. Yeah. I thought it was concrete. I, I thought it was concrete. Too. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Um, Ill Grill Chill writes in and says, new release date. Xbox Game Pass Twitter surprise announced three new games for the program that will be available today. Jack's, Jackbox Party Pack 2 for console, Space Hulk Tactics for PC, and Where the Water Tastes Like Wine. Um, then somebody's trying to you're wrong me on Pokemon Go, but I thought I... De- I no, no, there's no way. You're the master. No, no, that's not what it is. It's just I feel like... That's a. Saying, I, I saw that today. You're like, get out of here with the raid stuff. I don't care about the raid stuff right now. Uh, news over here. September this. Uh, oh, a new date from Lord of Pwn. Oh, damn, I'm right. Indivisible launches on PC, PS4, and Xbox One on October 8th. Switch will be later in 2019. Indivisible is a Kickstarter RPG for the people that made the popular 2D fighter Skullgirls. And uh, I have played this game. It's very fun. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. I, it sounds familiar, but I don't remember it. We Ca- played it at Judges Week last year. Kevin, can I see a trailer? Uh, a trailer for Indivisible. It's, it's like the side scrolling. It's the girl who's got the, like the little friends with her, and it's got the the transition between. It's kind of got a. Sorry, there's a car alarm going off. It's kind of got a, a little bit of a Metroidvania feel, but then it also has like a like a real time battle system. Okay. I mean, Not ringing a bell, but I'll look I at it. I feel like we well. don't have to watch the trailer. Andrew described it I just so think, well. I don't know what it looks like. Uh, Blingy483 says Greg mentioned Pokemon Community Day is 4 to 7 p.m. on September 15th. This one's actually going to be from 11 to 2. Oh! This looks real pretty. All right. No, yeah, it was really fun. I remember this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Whoa, I did like this. She stuck her axe in the wall. That's exciting. Yeah, it's going to be... I think it's going to be really good. I'm excited. I'm bummed that Switch is later and not at launch, but... Oh, yeah, that does suck. Because this looks like this a perfect looks like, Switch yep, game. perfect Switch Hell yeah. Game. All right. I don't believe that last one enough to do it. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each every week down a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, support us at Kind of Funny's Patreon, patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. If you go there right now, you can watch the Gamescast this afternoon, 2 p.m. live as we record it. Me, Andrea, Tim, Fran, the whole crew reassembled. Kevin's over there. Tomorrow, Tim's on the show. Uh, you know, the, you know, twitch.tv slash kind of funny games, youtube.com slash kind of funny games, roosterteeth.com, pocket services around the globe. You got it. You know, you know what all this is. Andrew's on what's good. It's true. You got a new show tomorrow, right? We do have a new show tomorrow. Excellent. excellent. Let me tell you, there is so much Fire Emblem talk in that show. It's a little crazy. Have you been playing it or is it just Steimer no, ranting? It, it's, it's Steimer and Brit. So Nintendo, you know, thankfully sent us a code and I knew immediately that this was to go into Steimer's hands, not mine. Um, and Brittany also got her own code, and so they uh, they were just, like, going off about it. So if you guys are deep into Fire Emblem. But it's a spoiler-free discussion. So. Oh, nice. Okay. No well, there you go. That's up tomorrow. YouTube.com slash What's Good Games. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, it's been our pleasure to serve you. Oh, caught you sleeping, did we, Kev? Huh? <laughs>